Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Awakened Soul Podcast. I'm your host, CEO Hayes. And at the top, let's make sure we're following the podcast at Awaken Soul Potter at The Awaken Soul Potter. If this is your first time checking us out, I don't even know what to tell you. We have a great show planned for you guys this week. Uh, we got uh, one of my favorite creatives, one of my favorite followers on social media, just one of my favorite people in this creative space in general. And this is not just hyping her up because she's on the podcast. Somebody you've seen me interact with, if you do follow me, her name is Vivi. She's from the Not Perfect Just Broke podcast. Can't wait to get into that conversation. It's a great uh, conversation to conclude the Creative Minds series. So that's volume three of Creative Minds. Really, really dope episode. Make sure you're also following the podcast on YouTube as well. Just search The Awakened Soul Podcast or The Awakened Soul. Um, yeah, but that's it. We also, in, during my End of Mind of Hay segment, I'm going to be talking about creativity, kind of bringing home everything on this episode of Creative Minds. So we'll be getting into that. We also have another uh, Cookie Chronicles from Tia, the first lady. So just full show plan for you guys this week. Um, This is probably the longest uh segment of the Creative Mind. So just me, me and Vivi talking, is, it's I think we went almost an hour in this conversation. And we really get into a lot. We have fun. It's a crazy conversation. A lot of laughs shared. Um, And actually, she shares a story, too, about uh, kind of when we first got uh, got connected on social media and it's something that I didn't know. So I always love when we have those stories like that. Um, but yeah, that's that's enough prefacing. That's enough laying the groundwork. We're going to go ahead. We're going to take our first break. After that, we're going to come back. We're going to jump into my dark and twisted crazy ass mind. I'll see you guys there. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy. All right. So coming into this Creative Minds series, right, I wanted to sit down. I wanted to have a conversation about creatives. I feel like especially after well, during the pandemic and everything that we're going on, there's been a lot of podcasts to pop up. There's been a lot of people who have used this time to kind of get into start that podcast, start their YouTube channel, whatever it is that they didn't feel they had time for before or they didn't have time to learn. And uh, they kind of jumped into it. So I, I wanted to have a conversation with creatives of at different levels, different amount of time doing this so that anyone who's listening to my show can really get into um, 
just that that concept and see how how creators who've been doing this for a while have 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 gotten to this point what goes into each episode that we create just stuff like that i really wanted it to be a great and open series um and so it, it's the response suit has been really really good um the conversations uh where they've gone because they don't really it, while it is creatives and while we're getting into creative minds it's not just geared towards creatives it's really geared towards like people like people of all walks in life because we get into their business we get into their mindset like me and peabody talking about how our pride got in the way of us having a friendship at one point um and everything like that so we it really got it really evolved but something i want to talk about that i haven't really gotten a chance to talk about with any of the creatives here a little bit with vv so you you'll hear some of this more in depth it's really just lazy creatives right and why being a lazy creative can sometimes come and bite you in the ass so the thing that i want to focus this conversation on and make sure that i'm making it clear is that there are different levels to this creative game right there are hobbyists there are people who are doing it just as something to do um, something to fill their time. They have an, an 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 empty Thursday every week, so they figure they might as well record a podcast. That's not. This isn't really who this is is pointed at, right? This is pointed more so at the people who want or claim they want to make a business out of this, but then are very lazy in how they go about it. And this is what I mean. So, like something with me and that you hear me talk a lot about, that you hear the people who talk about me talk a lot about, is that I own every layer of this creative process for me. I'm my own director. I'm my own producer. I'm my own editor. I'm everything. I do everything from start to finish on my own promotion, which is why my promotion game probably isn't where it needs to be or should be. Um, It's all on me. I create all those materials. I edit the podcast. I do all of this. Now, there is a a rising gap in this. Right. Or let me say there is some some people in this game who like to outsource a lot of it. And that's not necessarily bad. That's not what I'm talking about either, because if you. I've always said passion is what's going to carry you through in this game. Passion and owning and wanting to be involved in that creative process is what can take you from being just somebody sitting in your basement to somebody sitting in your basement overly recording and uh and and still making money off of it and generating sponsorships and everything like that. So there are people who they like to, like I said, outsource everything. They will hire somebody to edit. They will hire somebody to do this. They will hire somebody to do that. And that's all fine if you can't afford it. And if you hire the right people, because sometimes people just, this is because they don't want to do it. They ship it off to whoever. Now, when I say that passion carries you through, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's just your passion. So if you export out and you, you send your editing off to somebody else, but it's somebody who's passionate about editing, somebody's passionate about having that 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 ear or that wants to create the best thing and everything they touch but if you just export it out to somebody who is all about generating that dollar they're going to throw your intro music out maybe not eq it send it back to you and because you don't own that part of the process you're no more the wiser so in this right is that if you can have if you have the time the desire and especially if you want to make money you need to learn how to do that as best you can your yourself every bit of money that you save and that you learn yourself makes you more profitable in the in end goal of this if you're not paying uh, five different people to have a hand in your process that's more money in your pocket right off the bat but then as you blow up as you expand as more money comes in your revenue is then higher this is part of the reason why like i i, I really i created the breaks media for it and so just being, and this isn't, let me make sure that I'm, what I'm about to say isn't to throw anybody else under the bus. So don't take it that way. This is just a situation that happened. So I was, I was, I was originally, not originally, but a, a few months ago, I joined the Black, Black Podcast Club. And so 
in joining that, you know, initially when it started off, I thought it was a bunch of creators. I'm in a lot of different podcasts and groups on GroupMe, on Facebook, whatever. And it was all geared around, I thought it was geared around creatives having conversations, helping each other grow, everything like this. So me joining this group, there was a lot of new, other new podcasters at the very start up level. And that's not bad at all. I, the, the audacity trial that I, that a lot of people have been watching lately, I originally created for that black podcast club. But then I started noticing something. And this is where we're going to go down the story and again um and because i want to give everyone the full scope of 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 what happened there is the person who started the black podcast club you probably remember dan mentioned it on our anniversary he threw it threw it in as a joke he also i think talked on his podcast but we talked about it on social media it was a really big thing that creators talked about but the person who started the black podcast club is the same person who had an episode in which they pulled clips from a halle berry interview and then presented their that episode as Halle Berry was a guest on their podcast but I talked to him right so I talked I talked to this person we had a great conversation like I said the sound quality and everything this podcast is really good and I was like you have something here bro let's let, let, let let's focus on not doing the the flashy headlines to try to gain a bunch of you know splash by saying you had Halle Berry on the guest of your podcast and let's focus on the content in which you which was really good content um and so that that went away. That was a while before the Black Podcast Club started. And I had kept in touch with this person. So then we when he started the Black Podcast Club, I was like, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm all for giving uh, podcasters information. But then it's something that I started realizing in this. And this is where we're going. And this is not an expose on anybody, but something that where I noticed that that started going. And is it again, this is somebody who is just starting out, started giving tutorials. And keep in mind, at the same time, I was doing my. Uh, Sundays with Hayes or whatever the hanging with Hayes uh, IG live streams where I was going over actual equipment talking about the difference between dynamics and condenser mics and why one may be better than the other one for you the difference with sensor size on cameras if you want to go into so I was doing this series on this that it was really geared towards helping creatives make a decision and knowing because when you jump into this creative world and this creative landscape the gear and everything you don't know up from down so that was what I was doing at the time. So then this, I noticed the Black Podcast Club, uh, the owner here, and I'm not going to, because I don't want to shit on anyone's name, but I noticed that they started doing quote unquote tutorials and the simple, and the, the things that, and they wanted to sell that, use it to sell merch. And that's where I started getting like, huh, let me start withdrawing from this a little bit. Only because, not because I don't believe in what it can be, but I didn't like where it was. I didn't like the way that it was going because these tutorials that they were using and gearing towards new creators were basically stuff like, oh, well, you turn on your microphone, you talk to your microphone, make sure you get your idea together. And it was like, okay, while that is helpful to somebody, when you gear it to, when you, when marketing and words mean things. So when you are marketing something as a way to really help somebody, and it's really just, you're telling somebody to sit down and turn on the mic and record, that's not the level that I am giving advice on. So I didn't, I, I withdrew. <laughs> And then it was this thing of, well, you're not as engaged in the, in the club. And it was like, yeah, because you guys like, and this is, again, this is not the big up. This is just facts. You guys aren't at the place where you're ready for me yet. You're not at the place where I, I have to realize something as a creative is that I, when Hayes becomes part of projects at this point now, they start getting looked at as Hayes projects. That is part of the reason why the Breaks Media, I wanted to empower other people because it starts looking at just a Hayes thing. And I didn't have the time nor the desire to completely put out and be the the no, the the, the go-to person 
for something that I didn't start. I have my own brand for that. And this is and so this just made me think of, of the fact of like how new creatives are hooked into something because they don't know. And then their money is hooked into, into something or, or brought into something. That they're paying for somebody for something and somebody will make it seem like it's way more that they do than what's actually being done. And then you're out of money. And so I didn't want to be associated with something with that. So I kind of withdrew. It is what it is. I still work with a lot of people uh, from there, and I and I am connected and linked in with people there. But and that's not the, that's not the shit on anything because they're, they're, that that group is needed to a specific group of people and can help a specific group of people. But I don't. I personally didn't feel the way that it was marketed was in line with what they were actually providing someone. And so let's bring that back all home to the to the point that I'm making is that this is why owning every part of your own creative process and learning if you can is tantamount and important. And I'm not saying everyone isn't going to have the skill to edit video, edit audio and make it all sound professional. Everybody isn't going to do that, but you need to ask the questions. If you're going to be giving somebody your money, ask them the questions. No more lazy creatives is all that I'm saying. This creative thing, if, and again, this is geared towards people who want to actually make this a business. This is not geared towards this conversation is not geared towards people who literally can record where are fine recording on the phone. They just it's just a hobby for them. And it's the same way with like people who push equipment. That's why a lot of people when they are like, oh, hey, is your audio and your video looks and sounds so great. What mics do you use? I'll tell them what mics that I use, but I also tell them, look, you can get a very similar quality out of this. There's no reason for you to spend four hundred dollars on anything starting out and you don't even know if you're going to stick with it. But a lot of people in this game aren't transparent with that. So it's important for you to know what you're going to do. And this is a time period in which, hell, the iPhone 12 Pro, whatever, it's for people who are camera people, like really, really detailed camera people, it's not going to ever replace a DSLR camera or a mirrorless camera. It's never going to replace that. But just starting off, if you have an iPhone in your pocket and you want to do video, there's no need for you to buy a camera. There's not. If you have, and this is not an iPhone, if you have any phone in, in your pocket, most phones record now at 4K. And then even if they, even if the 4K isn't as crispy, the 1080p is great. And the regular high def is more than enough for what you start. Most videos you watch on YouTube probably don't even notice you're watching 720, which isn't even HD HD, but that's nonetheless, um, that's a whole different conversation. But, but in this creative space and while we're in creative minds, it's important to know and to what you put in is what you get out. And if you are constantly putting in and you're passionate about this, and if you want this to go as far, and if you have the idea of, of monetizing it in any type of way, you have to own your process. There are a lot of people in this game. I've been in this, in this podcast and space for over, I, the Awakened Soul is three years old, but keep in mind, I did a wrestling podcast for three years before that. So I've been in this podcast and space for over six years. And there are a lot of people who will say that they're pioneers. There are a lot of people who say that they're trendsetters. There are a lot of people who say and try to boost up everything that they do. And really, the proof of the pudding is not there. If you're going to pay for somebody to do something, if you're going to export out or outsource, I guess it's the bad. I've been saying export this whole time. God damn it. If you're going to outsource any part of your creative process, vet the people who you're outsourcing it to. Like, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Now that I'm in the space where I am doing more work for people, most video work, and audio, audio work. And when people are telling me what they're paying these people for and the quality is not in that, and I can tell all they fucking did was put a compressor on it, threw out some intro and, and outro music, 
and then move the fuck on. Like, on to the next project because they're just exporting out. They're just sending out jobs as quick as a pace that they can because it's all about the money for them. They know audio editing, whereas the person, people who are coming to them don't at all. And if you, if somebody that you're going to for any type of audio editing and video editing doesn't offer a, hey, rather than me do this for you every week, you can pay me X amount of dollars and I will show you how to do this yourself going forward. If they don't at least offer that, that should raise a red flag. Now, so not, and again, not, that's not a, that's not a, a, a end all be all if they don't. I'm just saying that if they, most, most legit people in this game will have that type of service for you. Maybe they say, hey, I, we'll do two or three sessions. I'll teach you over these two or three sessions. So rather than you paying me, x amount of dollars over the over the the whole year you're actually paying me less but you're getting more out of it keep that in mind that's all i can say um it's not like the music industry where it's a different amount of things but overall like this lazy creative mind space that that so many people are in in this game where where they don't even fucking know how to do anything like and again this is for the people who take it seriously because for the people who just want to record and they don't give the hell they'll upload it without any type of editing at all just because it's all about something to do for them this is not geared towards you so do not get offended in what i'm saying but what i'm saying is that the lazy people and then also the lazy content that people pick i so the people that burn out typically in this game that i see are the people that burn out because they pick something because they think it's going to get them a lot of listeners rather than what they're passionate about. For example, now, again, some people are very passionate about this and they do it. But one of the easiest things to always talk about that's always going to get you listens, that's always going to get you a lot of engagement on social media is sex and relationships and celebrity news. Those are things that that's the low hanging fruit in a way. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be easily accessible. And I would say, honestly, in this day and age, in 2020, if your podcast is focused on or your creativity, because we also YouTubers are also on YouTube. If you're focused on sex, relationships, dating advice, celebrity news, and you're not fucking monetized, you just suck at either what you're doing or you suck at the way that you're promoting it. Because those are the that's the easiest, lowest hanging fruit to grow ever. It is. And this is somebody who has a sex and relationship podcast with Tia. We have Love, Lust, and Badass Soul. But we are people who are actually passionate about talking about it. It's not about just being a money grabber. We're just doing it because people love it. Like we love having those type of conversations specifically with each other. And so that carries us through. But when you see people who are chasing, it's called trend jacking. When you see people who are chasing those trends to use for their content, those people typically burn out a lot because trend jacking, trend chasing is very tiring because you're constantly in a place of what's hot, what's hot, what's this, what's that, what are people talking about? Rather than talking about things that you're passionate about within that scope, you have to find your niche. You have to find whatever works for you. And then if you trend jack within that, within whatever it is you truly are passionate about, that's different than just following every trend or talking about what every fucking podcast is talking about on the timeline. It gets boring. It gets repetitive. And at the same time, how can you stand out? And I get the whole thing that with podcasting, everyone's voice and everyone's specific opinion, everyone's specific ideas separates them from somebody talking about the same exact topic. But even with that said, some people just don't have the personality for this shit. <laughs> and it sucks to say, but it's real. And this is why, and this is it. We'll kind of go home and end on this as far as the in the, in the Mana Hay segment is that with businesses a lot, with these bigger brands nowadays, they don't look for people who have necessarily the best content because in their minds, in in a iHeart, in a Spotify, whatever, they they have whole teams 
that are going through to try to find the topics and stuff that their hosts need to talk about. It's all about the personality. If your personality sucks, you're not going to get very far even with content that people want to talk about. You have to find a way to find that balance in between. So in this creative mind series, in this creative mind space, in this creative episode or segment of the end of mind haze, all I, all I want to end this on is create what you're passionate about. And I've said this many, many fucking times. Like this is, it's, it's, it's cliche to say at this point, but don't be a lazy creative even when you find that. And I've worked with lazy creatives. All that shit does is end up making you dependent on other people. Because at the end of the day, if, every, if your editor decides to say, hey, look, I just can't get to it. I got a bigger job. You're going to have to wait. Then you're fucking stuck. If, you're, if, if you, and this is, the, this is the only way that I can drive. So if, if people, and th- this is like that whole Jordan mindset, but we'll, we'll talk about that. That's a whole different thing. Um, but in even what, even in me, somebody who I feel like I can really learn anything and I can learn to do it at a great and almost near expert level. That's something that that's just my superpower if I have one. Um, but most of this stuff is easy nowadays. Honestly, if you find a nice corner, throw in some, you can record technically on your phone, speakerphone, as much as I make fun of that and get pretty good quality out of it. People just do it in open fucking rooms. Like if you're going to be, if you're going to be a creative and want to take this as far as it can go, you got to be serious about it. Stop being lazy creatives. Stop it. Lazy, lazy effort gets lazy results. And so when you don't blow up, like I don't I don't get the people who are lazy creatives and then constantly want to check their numbers and think that the numbers are going anywhere. What the fuck have you done for your numbers to go anywhere? If you're not fucking promoting, if you don't have a fucking plan, if you're not like nowadays and this and this is a bad thing about it as anything. A lot of us don't like social media. Social media is a necessary beast. And I don't want to hear shit about time either. I'm a father of four children with a whole full time job, two side gigs in my own company and four weekly podcasts that I do. It's all about the effort. If your effort into this doesn't make you or push you through getting to those places or push you through wanting to get that done, if you're sitting around like I got, uh, I'm kind of busy this week. If you don't have time, like, and that's the thing with podcasting, what people don't understand, you can do a 10 minute episode. If you don't have 10 minutes for something you're passionate about and you actually want to see grow, then I seriously doubt how much fucking passion you have in it. And we're not even going to talk about the lazy creatives that I see constantly now that are using the fake screenshots on text messages to, 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 to generate buzz. Like, oh, look at what I look at, look at somebody on my Tinder app. Like all that shit is fake. And people who actually pay attention see that shit. Be actually passionate. Don't be fake passionate about what you do. Anybody, anybody can do this, right? That's something I say. Anybody can do this creative shit if they find the right lane. Anybody can do it. But the difference is the special sauce, the one that is going to take you further than the next person, that the, than the person next to you who's talking about nearly the same shit is going to be your passion and your drive. And that's not to say don't take weeks off if you need it. That's not to say don't take mental health breaks if you need it. That's not to say those things. But if you're a fucking lazy ass creative, you're going to get lazy ass results. That's all I got to say. That's it for the end of my hey segment. We're going to go ahead and get into our break. Uh, on the other side of that, you're going to get uh, Tia with the Cookie Chronicles. I'll see you lovely, beautiful people there. Peace. Being a mom is probably the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. I have my own company, but I'm a mom first. A young urban mom, it's not an experience like any other. When you're young, you're growing with your kid. You're growing into that identity. 
developing and creating a community of moms that are basically sharing information with one another so that we can be stronger moms. Perfect imperfection, beautiful chaos, doing the best you can every day, falling down nine times but getting up ten. As long as you are led by love, you kind of can't lose. Moms coming together to share information so that we can be great parents for our children. Us being the change we wanted to see in the world. Yum came into existence. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have a first-time guest on the Awakened Soul, a somebody I've been following for a minute. I've been waiting to get on the podcast. She's amazing. You guys are gonna love her. I guarantee you're gonna love her. We have Miss VV from the Not Perfect Just Broke podcast. What's going on, ma'am? Hi, everyone. Thank you for inviting me to your show. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Um, yeah, you know you're somebody that I that I've been interacting with for a while. Listen to your stuff. You've been doing great. I'm loving the new season thus far. Um, and you're just taking it to new levels and I'm happy. I'm happy for you. You seem like you're in a really like that creative place that we all hit eventually where we like know exactly what we want to do. So it makes it easier to execute and it's beautiful to see when people get to that get to that place. Yes, I'm so happy to get to that point because before everything felt like, what should I talk about? And then like, you're just trying to follow the trends and everything. Mm -hmm. But then you realize like, everyone's talking about it. So how come I just don't make myself distinctive and speak about things that are specific? Exactly. Exactly. So we are here for the final, the finale and volume three of the Creative Mind series. And so when I first put this idea out here, I'm glad that I was able to record with all three people that I wanted to do this series with, first of all. But I knew I was going to finish with you um, because, A, like I said, I've been waiting to get in touch with you. But I also like as a creative, right, you see people who are are very similar in like the way that they attack and you approach this in a very business like mind. And I respect that above all, like the content has always been great. But like the way that you present your product, the way that you present yourself as a host, how you mix in being fun with also being insightful like it's that's that area that not a lot of people are able to get with their social media and their platforms and when i can say i i said this thing on the last one i hate people not real hate but that are just naturally entertaining because it took me years of doing this to learn to be entertaining <laughs> and you just seem to like have that naturally so i i appreciate being able to watch you grow as a creative Thank you. I'm definitely that type of person where it's like less script works for me mm -hmm. because when it's just like I'm doing 100% um script, you can smell it. You can listen yeah. to it and just be like, oh my gosh, she sounds like a gentrifier. But then it's like <laughs> once it's like off script, they just be like, dang, she fucking funny. And I'm like, yes. Ooh, can I curse here? Yeah. Come on now. Yes, of course. Okay. I, I had to make sure. <laughs> you, you did say that you're in Disney, so I had to make sure. Oh, my God. Listen, <laughs> I, I was worried about that. It was one of the first things I brought up. I was like, all right, now you guys have heard my podcast, right? Because I don't want none of this. When they caught off guard for and they're like, no, we're fine. It's, it's, it's all XYZ. And I've been waiting. I've been on that Disney contract for almost a year. It'll be a year in March where it's time to renew or not. But I was definitely worried that I was going to start getting like editor's notes like, hey, you said fuck here in two minutes in. Can you please cut that down? Or can you bl or blurp it out? 
not gonna happen. I'm never gonna water down my product for anybody. So that's good. Congratulations. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's it's a fucking headache. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. We're all gonna get there eventually. But so this creative mind series is all about getting into your creative mind and getting into your business a little bit, just a tad, uh, but more so your creative process. So the first question that we have, and the most important one, really, because this sets the tone: Who is Vivi? This sounds like a philosophical question. <laughs> Who am I? Um, well, I can say that I'm an idiosyncratic, mm. quirky type of individual. I'm someone that thinks of life as like kind of this thing where I, I'm able to complete things. Mm. Like I find that when people think of life, they think of life as, oh, you know, just do whatever happens. Me, I feel like there's some type of control that happens. Mm. So I'm very much that person where it's like I'm goal oriented. I'm very much a person where it's like I'm strategic, where it's like this equals to this one, this one, this one. And I'm very much a person that feels like I deserve greatness. Okay. So when it pertains to my podcast, I like to preach that to people because I find that one limitation that people always disregard is themselves when it pertains to success. So I'm on my path of success. And it's interesting because I'm 27, but... We'll see, because I feel like everyone wants to be successful in America because we're we're always trying to see if we can afford everything. Mm -hmm. But the truth in I'm sorry, the truth in America is that no one can afford anything here. It's like even when you have a billion billion dollars, you're trying to get to a trillion. <laughs> it's always this top, top, top. You're never yeah. satisfied. So I can say that's who I am. OK. And it's it's funny because something that I've realized and it, over the the last like year or so like i i rebranded from calling myself just a couple of times actually now that i think about it, it was ceo hayes which is still my twitter name but i just call myself hayes now but went from that to the red bittered assassin and then recently with my third year i the content king is like what i focus on and something that i found in doing this is like the name that you give yourself and the titles that you give yourself are highly important with how people view you, right? So when I was calling myself just the red-bearded assassin all the time, the conversations for people who didn't know me went immediately to my beard and like what beard care and XYZ and all that. But when you, when I changed it to the content king, now almost every conversation for the people who are just introduced to me and we have first conversations, it's about the content. Like people bring up content. What do you think about content? Now I'm finding myself having more conversations with that. So like what do you... Do you agree with that? Like, do you think the titles that you give yourself are kind of the most important titles that you'll have? Because you just we identify ourselves through so much. But like, I really feel like you got to pick your titles and what you call yourself, because that's going to that's going to ultimately decide what people's first introduction is to you. Absolutely. I find that when it pertains to names, specifically content creators name, mm -hmm. it's your whole brand. When people look at it, they determine if they want to click on it or not. Sometimes there are people where they don't want it to be too generic. Yeah. Like, for example, I know that a lot of people, they probably do like the bad such and such or this and such and such. And, you know, like everyone rolls their eyes. But yeah. I find that when it pertains to podcasts and content and branding, something has to be distinctful. Not so much for like people trying to recognize you, but mm. also for the CEO optimization, yeah. because you don't want to type your name on Google. And it's like 55 other people <laughs> with this name. And here you are paying for a website, paying for this, and you have no clicks. Yeah. So when I created Not Perfect Just Broke, even though it was random, I knew that it can represent me and it wouldn't be something in which I would have to change or alter. Mm -hmm. People just got it as soon as they saw the phrase. 
Definitely. And that's one of the it's one of those names too that not perfect just broke. It just it's catchy and it just sticks out like you just you know who the hell people are talking about and immediately goes like all right what what bb's cooking up now funny (laughs) it is so funny because even till this day when people say not perfect just broke or i say it's like i can't help it but laugh yeah because i'm just like it just it makes sense it's not something in which it's complex where it's like diamond diva or something like that where you're just like can you please explain it to me it's like not perfect just broke the bitch is struggling. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> was it difficult for you to talk about your struggles when you first got into this? No, it was actually quite easy. Yeah, it's free. I think the hardest part was just me making sure that I always focused on the point. Because mm-hmm. whenever I listened to um, YouTubers and podcasters, I saw that there was one issue. That's why I always advise people when it pertains to podcasting, definitely research because when i was listening to people it would be 50 to 60 minutes and the person wouldn't get to the topic until like the 40th minute so i'm just sitting over here like you're supposed to be talking about rice why are we talking about ragu all the time (laughs) so because i saw those things i was like i want to make sure that i'm giving a certain emotion Mm -hmm. but i'm getting to the point there should be no reason to why someone's sitting down and falling asleep and they still haven't gotten to the topic and i also think about just making certain points as I'm speaking, Mm -hmm. like, what am I talking about? How can this be applied in someone's life? Conclude it. Cause I feel like there are people where it's like, they just talk about the same topic, you know, like the, the alpha thing. It's like every single episode, alpha sex and all that stuff. It's like, you have to get to a point so you can go to the next subject. Listen, I, (laughs) I've, so long and like people ask you to listen to their podcast it's been some rough shit that i've heard like i'm talking about podcasts where the topic the name of the, the title of the episode didn't come into the last 15 minutes and the, the podcast was an hour and a half long it's just like what what are you what are you doing here what's the point what are you doing here but we're here to talk about you let's not i don't want to go down that rabbit hole because i could i could talk about that shit all day Oh man, I'm ready. Have you ever listened to podcasts with the smoke detector on and they babies? Oh my Jesus. Listen here. That smoke detector is oh my God. Like I'll turn it off. I understand how people could live their life with the smoke detector. I almost beat my television up because every time they had this song, it had a beep, and I was like, oh hell no. And it was I turned it off and it stopped. But I was ready to put some duracell on this bitches, man. Man. I was ready to jump on my bed. I don't play with those sounds. Man, listen. And then, when, the, then when the, I turn off my technology, mm. everything better shut the fuck up, okay? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I hear no lingering sounds. <laughs> and I'm one of those people too, where I like sleeping in the complete quiet, as quiet as I can get it. I don't like ambient. I don't. My daughter needs ambient noise, but me, I'm fine in the complete silence. Like, man, listen. And I'm soundproofed, as you can tell, like hell down here to try to stop that. My my son, when I first started podcast, I know there are a few episodes where he was in the background and I was just like, look, I can't keep doing this. I don't see how people are like three and four years into this and they still sound like they're recording on speakerphones. Like what what's happening? Like that's to each is their own, man. But if they're making money off of it, then they must be doing a good job. That's true. That's true. If they're making money off of it. And there are. A lot in this game who are making some money and, you know, hats off to them. You, that's not nothing to sleep on at all because it's hard. It's as someone who like has gotten almost. Well, I'm a little into that into that realm that it's, it takes a lot of work, a lot of connections, a lot of reaching out. Uh, the ones who like the people who have stuff that just comes to them. 
that they're on a whole different level. I, I praise those people because everything that I've had, I've had to go after and get. So I need those people to kind of rub that manifestation on me because <laughs> it's it's difficult com- going out to people. I'm because I'm, it's like majority don't even answer. That's crazy. That's cr- especially considering where you are. Like I would just expect that it it would have been a little bit e- like I'm in fucking Columbus, Ohio. Like let's just be real. I mean, while Columbus is a major city, it's the 13th largest city in the country. It's not like being in the city like New York or Los Angeles or uh, yeah, Los Angeles or you know Atlanta or something like that where there the connections are bound. Like every connection or sponsor I have isn't based in this city at all. So like I really have to go after it. It's it's I just can't imagine. I can't even imagine. It's it's sending emails sucks and then when you don't get a response. Exactly. Well, the thing is, it's not so much not getting like offers on sponsorships. It's just genuinely getting a sponsorship in which someone's going to pay Pay you you. for you doing something. A lot of times I get offered affiliate, affiliate codes, affiliate management or sponsorships or ambassadorships in which I have to change my whole shtick to do it. And it's like, I'm not into that. (laughs) It's not what I want. And then secondly, there's this colorism thing. Speak we can it. get deep into no, it, but I'll make it, it short. But yeah. when it pertains to black women, mm-hmm. due to the fact in media and just sometimes in the community, we're portrayed as very sexual. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when they see me and they see my content, it's just like, uh, can you do a little bit of this? Can you yeah. kind of do the dynamite type of thing? And it's like. They want you to dance. I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, and I'm like, can I do? Can I speak about the millennial perspective and stuff? And they're just like, ah, oh, it's a little bit too broad. And like I said on Twitter, I had one company tell me, if possible, I can have a counterpart, a host who was not black, to balance everything out. Wow. They said that I'm missing someone else, and I was just like, isn't that crazy? Wow. Like I know podcasters. Four girls drinking wine, barely could like utter a sentence getting money, just drinking wine. And you telling me I have to get someone and probably have to pay for them and then deal with, you know, renting studios and stuff for the sake of a sponsorship. So there's this weird thing. And of course, I'm not going to name any um, podcasters, but you'll see the ones where they're very popular because they're heavily sexual mm-hmm. or they're contracted with the company, which means that they can't do any other contracts with anyone else. Like with Buzzfeed, once you're contracted to Buzzfeed, you can't do anything else, but Buzzfeed. That's why you'll see a lot of content creators leave those areas. So it's difficult. It's a lot of politics in there and I don't want to be stuck once I say yes. And that's one thing that I've, uh, I haven't talked about it a lot. There has been some things that I've said no to only because it's like, well, do you have to be so hard on on the white like the episode that I did uh, not too long ago where I talked about like white people wanting to be allies versus just wanting to be seen as allies? Like there was a a pretty a pretty nice size sponsorship opportunity that I had that if I would have took that they they would have immediately left me for that they they wanted me to basically water everything down on talking about anything with white people and I was like look fuck that you get I don't need that check I'll be good there's another one that I had that. I don't mention God a lot, but I do. I mean, I'm a former deacon, so I do talk about God periodically. They didn't want me to talk about God. I'm like, listen, I don't even talk about him every episode, but it, when God does something in my life, yeah. I'm damn sure going to talk about it. So, no, you can, you can bounce, too. I ain't got time for that. So, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Do you ever find, like, because of the sexualization of women, 
and you're very you like you'll post videos of you dancing and just being silly and it's all joy like it's nothing but joy do you ever hesitate to post that because you don't want people to then start sexualizing you and just focus on that like I've, I, I always wonder, like, how does that do women think about that or like worry? Should that be or is that a concern that they have not? Is it should because it definitely shouldn't be post whatever the hell you want. But unfortunately, we live in a world where people try to box you in the first chance that they get. Is that has that ever been a concern for you? Of course, definitely a concern. Whenever, whenever I post something, I always think about like, OK, how will I look at this? months away what happens if someone saves this video what happens if my job sees this Mm -hmm. what happens so i usually can you know get away with you know the dramatic face you know the whining and hiding my face and gyrating but yeah i sometimes think about it but i always try to just not be naked yeah not twerk you know not to do anything crazy because at the end of the day i need my bills paid and i'm sorry but likes don't really get to me like other people like there are people where it's like they'll they'll show a titty and they'll be like if you like if i receive 500 likes from me showing the left titty i'm gonna show the right right titty and i'm just like girl (laughs) this is too much yeah it is 8 a.m on friday so I kind of take Twitter like very lightly, mm-hmm. kind of like PG, PG 13, never rated R. Yeah. 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 I just, and I feel like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, people may think like I'm horrible, but whenever I see black women kind of like over sexualizing themselves, I'm just like, I hope you remember this the next time you try to say something serious on your timeline, mm. because I'll see people doing some craziness, had like some cucumber and whipped cream, deep throated, it. And they'd be talking about, I don't understand how come men don't take me seriously. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad that a woman's saying that. Cause that's one of the things that I say people just, cause I, it's crazy. Cause it's like, okay. First of all, I get having fun. Like, don't get me wrong. I get having fun. I get doing whatever you want to yeah. do. Like, but at the same time, when you're in a place of, of like being a creative or using your social media for any type of actual revenue, um, it's like, all right, you got to be more mindful. And it's like, when you wonder why people don't take you seriously and the same thing for dudes, dudes, dudes do some stupid shit for clout on social media. And I just be looking like, listen here. Listen. Talk about eating the booty every day and even talk about how come people don't support me. First of all, you a photographer. We ain't seen no goddamn pictures. All we keep on seeing is repost the post and OnlyFans. We don't yeah. even know who you are, sir. Yeah, it's yeah. things like that. But that's like another subject for another day. But there's yeah. definitely been some content creators, unfortunately, I've had to unfollow because they would never post their content or mm-hmm. they would just be like, hyper focus on one aspect like for example like insulting women 24 7 insulting men 24 7 and i'm just like your energy sucks bro yeah yeah oh i've i i had to disengage there was a lot of, i went through a mass unfollowing period because it's just like my timeline was just it was trump craziness uh uh people showing their body dudes talking about like you say eat, eating ass or girl if you may like all all that all that pick me shit i ain't got time for that like it's just you got to clean up your timeline every once in a while i look at it as like fall fall spring cleaning your house you just got to expunge some shit from time to time man 
Absolutely, because it'll definitely like affect your energy. Yeah. Like I realize that like there are people who just do not want to have a good life or who do not want to spread good energy. And sometimes when I see like habitual posters like that, Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, why she look like that? Or you know what I hate? I'm just like, I don't want you here. (laughs) Because your mindset, Mm -hmm. this is what you always do. Yeah. I don't need that. There you go. Uh, Let's get back (laughs) on you. What uh since you've become a creative, what's what's it taught you about yourself? Well, I've been a creative for a while. I used to have a blog called Breaking Denman Brushes where I used to do like hair care and I used to do like marketing projects with hair companies. Uh-oh. And I did a commercial for Essence. Now, what the hell was the question? I got dementia. <laughs> what, what what has being a creative taught you about yourself? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. It hasn't taught me shit. Mm. I can say probably a a little bit. It taught me how strategic I am. Okay. But when it pertains to teaching, no. Because I feel like if you know anything about the street life, you'll do well in content creation. (laughs) And I'm going to explain. The reason why is because you will have to deal with a lot of politics with people. Not only dealing with business, but dealing with people. Like every day I look at my DMs, there's always some content creator trying to ask me for something, trying to do something crazy. Or like there are people where it's like, oh, I need you to speak about this. I need you to speak about this. And it's like, I have to learn as a content creator to be like, okay, I'm not going to answer to you. I have to answer to you. Because the thing is, there are people that think that because they support your content, you're supposed to be a slave to them. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's something I had to learn as content um, creation. Instead of me saying yes to everyone, there's times where I'm just like, all right, fuck you. I don't blatantly say fuck you, but I'm just like, okay, you always do this weird thing and I'm just going to push you away. Because mm-hmm. it's weird. And I'm sorry, I'm going to have to bring in gender. I feel like with women, it's that sexualization. So I'll find a lot of people like listen to my podcast or find out about my podcast. And this is them to the DMs. Hey, I listened to your <laughs> podcast. Let me get your number. I like your topics. And it's just like, now you're guilting me or you're gaslighting me to feel like I'm obligated to respond to you mm. when I know damn right. You just want to fuck me. So it's a little stuff in that, but I feel like it hasn't taught me when it pertains to life content yeah. creation. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, we're not even gonna talk about other creatives in the DMs because that's why I'm so hesitant now. Like I, I like I think I interacted with you on social media for a good few months before I ever DM'd you on a personal conversation and then invited you on this podcast because I I'm a man. I could only imagine what it's like for women. But some of these podcast chicks, some of these YouTuber chicks, some of the stuff that comes in the DMs, I'm just looking like we're basically coworkers. That's how I look at it. Like we're all creatives. We're basically coworkers to a degree. There should be no reason why the very first thing you send me in the DM is your ass. Like I just, I don't, I don't need that. Can we, can we talk about content? Like, can we? Can... <laughs> Wait, so she just showed it to you, Baskin. Oh my god! I she had... even shoot the shot. She grabbed the rim. So I, I remember I'm not going I'm not going to mention any names. Right. And this is this is all other creatives. This aren't just listeners. I had when my I came out with my first T-shirt, I said, you know, send me pics of you in your in your Awakened Soul gear. I'm going to post it on my social media or whatever. Another creative who we both know sent me a video of her masturbating in my shirt 
And it was just like, how do I? That was the very first time we had ever interacted. Like, well, ex- except like retweets on on the timeline. But I mean, as far as like in the DMs, no, hey, I bought your shirt. I didn't even know because all my my merch sales are all done automatically. It's like mailed out automatically. I didn't even know she ordered the damn shirt. So when I saw I got a DM from her and a picture, I've been getting so many of them because it was my merch launch. I was like, oh, let me go in and check this one. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like. I don't want to make it about me, though. This is about you. This is your creative mind. But I, I'm going to be honest with you. I was a little bit slightly turned on by that. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like if a finance person is masturbating to the thing that they kind of supported me and they fine, I want to do like a two sale, you know, two for one or buy one, get one free. Like, you little freak. <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that was a little bit sexy. Like, I buy your shit and now I'm... Don't get me wrong. I'm not good. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, and people got to understand, like, as much as, like, I'm confident at times, and, like, people got to realize, like, I'm completely an introvert. Like, that's what podcasting taught me about myself, how to come out of being an introvert. In my regular life, I was completely introverted. So all this attention is fairly new to me. So when it comes to something like that, it just really be like, what's the standard operating procedures here? Like, what do I do? I'd be so caught up. People think you're supposed to like it. <laughs> Say thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, did you want me to repost this? Like, what do I say? To Damn. Like, how do you speak to a person like that after? Like, that's very. I don't even know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. But this is this is about you and your dms we got to get off haze i'm getting red now thinking about it i'm good Mm. (laughs) oh my life man um (laughs) i don't even know how to proceed here uh what um (laughs) i don't even know where to go where was i at uh, I kind of I, I, this. Why am I picturing like a woman with the content king shirt, like in fetal position, just drilling her shit? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm no, visual. We gotta be good on that. Oh, <laughs> barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Jesus. man, life is crazy. Uh, yeah, people definitely. Um, I feel like you kind of answered this, um, but now that you've added another dimension, because I didn't know like you had done blogs and stuff before. But why do you create? What is the? What do you either get out? What do you put out? What ultimately do you want to come from whatever you create and put your hands into? I want to make money off of this shit. <laughs> okay. This job, this nine to five shit is ghetto as fuck. So if I can find a replacement or just like that extra for me to do part time, Mm -hmm. that would be amazing. Now, the thing is, I do like the creative process of things because I've just been naturally like a strategic analytical person, Mm -hmm. like even with like decor writing. um, I wrote for Huffington Post. I wrote for LinkedIn. So it's like things like that. It's like. I think in formulas. So there's some type of satisfaction. Like I know that there are people who like to play games. It's similar to that. It's something about that creative process and visualizing things and being technical where it's like, okay, I want this to happen. So for me to get this, I'm going to have to download this software, change the fame frame rates and do all those things. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's dope. Yeah. Now does my budget like that? I don't think so. 
You don't want to but talk I about like budgets. That. I'm not even going to talk. <laughs> budget is in the red, like the background <laughs> of your studio. Man, hey, sometimes you got to be in the no, red no, for a little No, 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 you can't even say shit because you sitting over here, Bill Gates spending all this shit. I don't. I swear you got a sugar mama and freaking Panamania something. Cause you just be like, yeah, I spent like twelve thousand dollars on Amazon. You know, it was cute. <laughs> it was cute. I spent twelve dollars in Amazon, and I'm sitting over here fighting over them so I can get my shipping back. It's it. So for the me, benefit. It's all so everything that I get, every bit of money that I've generated from this, I've done live shows. Every everything is all gone back into into this because. Not only now do I podcast, but I also do photography and videography for other people. I just got a new job doing videos and editing for someone. And that that contract's a year long. That's an t- extra $1,200 a month. That's going to probably end up going back into, uh-huh. into the business. So, like, I've just I've been blessed in the fact that I started making money in this podcasting game very early on from advertisers of local businesses. Local black-owned businesses were giving me not giving me, but they were paying to advertise on my podcast early on. So I was taking that money. I was building it up. I took that. That's when I bought my first camera. When I bought that first camera, I started doing photography. I did a couple of photography jobs, saved up money, bought an even more, cam- more expensive camera. And then, so it just kind of built out from there. But yeah, that like easily, it's like $20,000 almost in all of this shit. It's ridiculous. Thank like God. Oh, it give me gas just thinking about that. 20 G's. Man, listen. My mo- Are you a, like 100% like entrepreneur? I was. So, okay. So here's my story. Is I, right at the beginning of of 2020, my, my in fact, my emancipation day, which is what I called it when I was able to work completely for myself, was January 5th of, of 2020. I was rocking out for three months hard, living still good like I did when I had a corporate job. Then COVID hit. So all of my my freelance shit stopped. And so at that point, I went back into corporate America. That's where I'm at now. And now starting to build back up. But we're having another rise in COVID, too. So I don't know. So, like, my goal is by the end of 2022 to be 100% back entrepreneur full-time doing my own thing. I have so many different lanes that I, like, uh, that's, that's one of the ways I started making money early, too, is that I did invest in studio quality audio gear very early on so then i would like and it's all mobile i would go to other podcasters and other creators be like hey don't pay that studio a hundred dollars an hour for studio time i'll do it for 60 Mm. i'll come with my equipment record your stuff and i'll edit it and then it just slowly built out from there so i i started monetizing very early on in different ways not the traditional way and so yeah it's hard that's amazing i appreciate that that's listen there's so much goddamn money in this place. Like sometimes I just think, and I just because I used to be a sneakerhead before this, and I and I so I look at everything in sneakers, and I was like, you know how many sneakers I can have for all this damn equipment? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, that's but you'll be life. able to purchase more sneakers as you have like the advertisers and Disney and all those other um, places. Yeah. That'll be good. It'll come. It'll come. And I look at everything as like building a legacy for my kids. Uh, funny story, and then we'll get back into you. But funny story, I remember when I first like stopped working, and I was home all the time. Well, at least when my kids were home, because I worked my schedule around so I could be home when I had them. And my daughter looked at me dead in my face, and she was like, "Daddy, what do you do for a living now?" And I kind of explained to her. And then my younger daughter looked at me. She turned around. She was like, "I honestly thought you sold drugs." Listen, is the room that you're in like the room that they're not allowed to be in? Yeah, they're not allowed down here at all. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably that's what they do. 
soundproof, dark room. Yeah, I let them down here. They, they're when I, before it got to this place, they were down here. I, I, I let them come down here and watch TV one time. They just wanted to be in the basement away from everything. I was like, all right, go ahead and go down there. And when I came down here, my daughter was like, the younger one was holding the mic, singing like this. I was like, all right, that's it. No more. We're done. <laughs> so, yeah. I was just like, y'all got to stop. Um, but uh, back into you. We're talking about me too much on this. Back into you. Um, so we're it's in a pan- show. <laughs> I know, but they get my thoughts all the time. Um, so what, if anything, um, has the pandemic taught you or how has it affected your creativity? I think, for example, a lot of people who used to go to studios are now learning to do it on their own. Um, I know you you've learned how to do it on your own, so to say. But that's that's just an example. Has has it has it affected your creativity in any, in any way this year that we've been going through? I can say it probably has because um, before I ended season two, I was going to end it speaking about like harsh um, topics such as like single parenting, Mm -hmm. you know, like serious issues. And then once this came, it was like, wow, like people are losing their lives. This is probably a horrible time to talk about things like this because there are people who may have been single parenting and it's not their choice. It may be to a situation. So because of that, I was like looking at like the climate of everything. Mm-hmm. Now with the pandemic and the content creation, I can say that politics again. This is now we're talking about the government aspect yeah. where it definitely was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and the thing is, I work for federal government so I can speak on this shit lightly. Mm-hmm. But my God, it is not organized at all. So they messed with the people, they messed with the employees, they messed everything up. So because of that, as a content creator, um, I ended last season on capitalism. Mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, I need to make sure for season three, I get to the point. And then whenever people listen to me, there's some type of humor in it. There's some type of satisfaction. Because right now, we're like in a heavy environment. Nobody wants to cry when they're listening to someone. No one wants to see someone die. No one wants to hear people suffering. We're at the point where it's kind of like, I wouldn't say like the toddler, but it's kind of like the baby where it's like you don't want to scare the baby, but you don't want to coddle the baby too much. It's just kind of like everything's going to be okay. Like I feel like I have to do that as a content creator. For sure. Because me as a person, I can't watch the news anymore. Before I used to, like, you know, watch the news in the morning for, like, 20, 30 minutes, have it in the background. Mm-hmm. I can't watch that shit. Yeah. Because it's either so much dying, there's so much fear mongering and stuff. So definitely with the pandemic taught me how emotions can affect people outside of the podcast. Like, you know, you say certain things and you're kind of like, whatever. But someone may hear that and just be like, shit. Like joking about jobs. Yeah. I don't think I can joke about fucking jobs anymore. Cause there are people who were getting paid more than me and less than me. They don't have anything now. That's true. That's true. That's a great perspective yeah. to have. It's, 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 it was so interesting. Like I was one of those creators who I did, I haven't taken a break like during the pandemic. I honestly, looking back, I wish I would have. Um, Cause my, so just a little backstory. My family over the last three years, I've lost over 10 members of my family for death, from death, cancer mostly. That was before, like, the pandemic. I haven't luckily lost anybody from COVID. So, like, death has just been this thing that's been overarching in my family for so long. And then to constantly see it on the news when the pandemic and everything was getting worse, I was 
there's I'm not gonna lie, there was a point in which like I had to block I didn't look at the news. I was barely on Twitter for a couple of months this year because I just got overwhelmed with death. And that was probably one of the first times that I could honestly f- say that emotionally I had to check out completely. And luckily I was able to come back. My mom came and visit one weekend and me and her were just talking and it kind of helped me snap out of it. But it was just at that point where it was like the death on the news, the death of my family, the anniversary of my brother's death, like everything was all around the same time. And it was just like, look, I looking back, I don't know how I didn't snap. The fact that I'm still saying ain't nothing but the grace of God, because my ass was just on on the precipice of being in somebody's crazy house. I can right. honestly admit that it was crazy. So, um, yeah. yeah, I can say like April was definitely hard for me to the point where last year, you know, I kind of ended things with my therapist because I was just like, you know, everything's cool, everything's fine because it became repetitive. Mm-hmm. Where I was just chilling then, like we were just not complaining. It was just like, oh, you good, I'm good. 45 (laughs) minutes, I pay you. Then this pandemic shit happened and I thought I was all right. And then I was dealing with that cabin fever where you just feel like real heavy because you're not going outside. There's no movement. You're not going to work. You're just staying home. And it was to the point where going outside was considered dangerous. So those times we're just even taking out the garbage, you sit over here, you scared because we didn't have the mask implemented. So during that time, I contacted my therapist and I was like, okay, we need to start this again (laughs) because I'm not feeling comfortable and I'm feeling in a way that I'm, that I'm going to, in which I have made sure that I will not feel that way. Definitely. Now I'm going to ask you a blunt question. Okay. Have you considered therapy? Or do you do any form of therapy? Oh, no, I'm a big uh, advocate for therapy. I've been in therapy now consistently for the last four months. Um, After my divorce, I was in therapy consistently for 18 months straight. Um, And then I kind of took a break because I got I got back good. But no, I'm I'm one of my my therapist knows I'll send a text like we need to get back. Is my is my spot still available? I need you for a couple of weeks. So no, I'm a real, real big advocate for therapy. Um, because I kind of talked about a couple episodes ago, but there was a place in my life where I wasn't suicidal. Wouldn't say that I'm su- I was ever suicidal, but if I would have died, I wouldn't have minded. So does that make sense? Like, so at, once I got to that dark yes. place, it was like, I, yeah, I embraced therapy with open arms and, uh, yeah. yeah. And my dad and my dad isn't, you know, my dad's white. He's not even black. So like this whole thing, concept of like black men don't like therapy. It's just men in general. Because I remember when I told him I was going to therapy, he was like, why do you need therapy? Just come down here. We'll get a couple of beers. You'll be all right. Dad, it doesn't work that <laughs> way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love therapy. No, that's good. And I can say um, when it pertains to self-awareness, it was very important for me to get back to therapy because mm-hmm. I was just seeing people lose themselves during this. Like I was seeing people close to me where they didn't go out. You know, they were extroverts and they didn't go out. Yeah. So then now it's like they're miserable and you're starting to see like they're looking weird and they're saying something. So it's like I had to make sure that I was OK. And I can say that with September September was such a important time of my life because Mm -hmm. due to the fact of the pandemic and also with therapy, Mm -hmm. I asked myself, what is something that I can change that just the pandemic, no matter what happens, Mm -hmm. I can be like, okay, at least I did this during the pandemic. And it was me removing myself from my family. Mm -hmm. 
And by doing that, it kind of like helped me deal with a lot of things. Yeah. Because man, oh man, going through the pandemic, staying with family, <laughs> dealing with control, then you're dealing with working from um home, mm-hmm. and then now you're dealing trying to record a podcast. Oh fuck out of here! I couldn't <laughs> record a podcast, so that that was another reason. Yeah. yeah. As I'm recording a podcast, this is my mom, Vivi. <laughs> Who you talking I to? It's 11 p.m. Who you talking like that? <laughs> and it's like my mom would just be banging on the door like, yo, who are you talking to like that? That's and I'm just like, I'm podcasting. She's like, oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then here she is singing Bible songs in the background. <laughs> so like all those things were out of my control. So it was making me reactive. So I can yeah. say that the pandemic definitely benefited me because it gave me time for me to move out of my um, parents' house and develop myself that I'm able to content create and I'm able to do work from home effectively. That's awesome. Yeah. It's nothing like having your own space. Uh, like it's a, it's a beautiful, Ooh. peaceful thing to just come home and stuff is the exact way that you left it. <laughs> and you're in, you're in a, a space that you created. It can look however you want it to look. It's just, listen, it, that's my, and that's what the studio has become for me because the kids basically almost run the top floor and then the, the living room always stays clean. That's the common area. And then this this studio for me is like the man cave slash studio. This is just my there's times where I just come down here and I sit, turn on the TV and just let the day wash away. And then I'm able to go ahead and, and, and go forward and be be productive. So. No, that's an amazing thing, because when I moved out, it's interesting because I feel like fear is subjective. Yeah. If someone wants you to think it's something, it will be something. So my family made it seem as if once I move out without a husband, it was just like, it's going to be destructive. People are going to be grabbing your ass. Like, everything's just going to be horrible. I moved out. This shit was peaceful as hell. (laughs) It's quiet. Like, I really was, like, expecting some, like... I used to hold my taser when I took out the garbage because I was just like, yo, some bullshit is going to happen. I'm going to take out my garbage and someone's just going to be like this to me. When I moved out, I slept better. Mm. When I moved out, I'm able to meditate. I'm able to work out. I don't have to feel like, oh, let me get this small space in the refrigerator for food and things like that. I have my voice. And also Mm. the important part of me moving out of my family, I'm 27. And the thing is, unfortunately, because of my family, they don't see me as 27. Yeah. They see me as 10. So I can't like hide under the hide under the, you know, like mommy da, 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 or my mom saying like I'm baby girl and being dismissive. Mm-hmm. I can actually be my age and do things for me. Yeah. So it's very nice. And it's crazy because once my family like saw the place, they were just like. Oh shit! <laughs> it was like, oh, this shit nice, and you I was like, that. yeah, it's very peaceful. Yeah, yeah, because they really thought like once I moved out, I was just going to move to some like rinky dinky place. It was like, no, I'm gonna move to a place that's established, that's safe for me. But I need this for myself because I'm gonna be honest with you, I ain't gonna get no dick in my mom's house. So that's fair. it's that's just fair. nice having this peace. Yeah, and the thing is, I can't really date like in that surrounding mm-hmm. because I don't want to date with someone. I don't want to date someone with that surrounding. Yeah, where it's like they're dealing with the mama's boys and stuff like that. Because I dealt with that, so I was just like, Ugh. and then generational curses. I wanted to make sure that I didn't put myself in a situation where I said that I would change. Mm-hmm. 
and I wouldn't change, but I'm just doing this fairy fairy tale mentality. I had to take initiative. Yeah. Dope. Dope. That's a, So that's how it's going. Look at look at you. Look at you. You just you out here killing it tw- in 2020. You you <laughs> I'm not even going to ask that. Never mind. I don't know if we have that relationship. I ain't going to ask yeah. that. <laughs> Do it. Have you you said you can, you can't get no dick in your mama's house. Have you broken the new place yet? Have you gotten to break it in? No, I ain't gonna break in this place, man. <laughs> it's, it's different when, like, you say it in, like, like your mom's house and stuff. But then when you have your place, it'd be like, almost like killed someone because they came in to do handyman work and he refused to put like my plastic shower cap shoes on <laughs> and I was just like, yo, I throw you off this fucking balcony, nigga. Like, excuse my language. So I don't know if I can really be with someone and then for them to lay or like them eat like some crackers and a cracker drop on my good rug you know mm. like it's different when you paid for everything. everything yeah so it's like if they drop the remote i may be triggered <laughs> you know <laughs> like what the fuck drop the remote <laughs> <laughs> like this is my shit get the fuck out of here like Hell yeah. that's just crazy man. I, I definitely feel like i would be that person that would just kick out people to kick out people because i have a place because it's like, yours you're gonna be doing that martin get shit the fuck out of here. <laughs> You drink all my milk. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I got um, I got one last question for you. We'll see where this goes. Because uh, this is something I just found out about you a couple days ago because you put it on the timeline. I don't know if you know this about me. I was a psychology major. And I found out you were a behavioral psychology major. So, like, what does that do for I'm you? I'm not a behavioral psychology major. I thought you said you were. I ain't saying major. I said I took class. Oh, class. Okay. Words mean things. I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> but having having that class, does, does that does it ever cause you to look at some of this shit on the timeline? And like, because I know for me, like I and I try not to do it. I psychoanalyze people, and I'll be like, "See, this is actually what's going on here." And I try not to do it, but it's just like I see some shit, and I'll be like, "Look, I'll be wanting to sell them. I want to send them like pictures from articles and be like look this will help you but i'm gonna stay in my lane do you ever have have that time of wanting to do that sometimes of course yeah i think i always psycho um analyze individuals but the thing is when it pertains to like behavioral psychology and just psychology in general Mm -hmm. it's human nature for you to judge people it's human nature for you to observe people you know whenever you go on the timeline sometimes there are people that try to psychoanalyze people and just be like you need mental help (laughs) you bipolar you narcissist and stuff like that but i really don't say it out loud but when i see things such as like dating or like habits it's like i can basically figure the person out like for example whenever i see a man that's just like hyper into like you know fuck this chick fuck this person like it's just always this downing thing i can tell that he's been through or there's higher chances he's been through some type of trauma or some type of person who broke their heart Mm -hmm. so now they have this ongoing theme of just like fuck this person fuck this and it's just like okay (laughs) that's fair yeah but i think the best part of like psychology it's taught me to be nonchalant definitely in things definitely because I just think it's like wrong for me to be like judging people like you're crazy, you're stuff like this. And nah, I feel like one thing with psychology is that you can think that the person is something, but you don't have to say that. Yeah. Like, I'm sure people probably be like this 
bitch is just weird. Yeah. But I hope they never tell me that. But there are people who do tell me that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being weird. I embrace being weird. I'm weird as fuck. I ain't even gonna lie. I embrace it. It is what it is. So I take it as a listen. As a compliment. Weird gets me the D. Weird, weird increases the DM. So. I'm just kind of like, whatever. Like, the same people that be like, oh, my God, you so weird. That's crazy. Let me just see what you're doing tonight so I can see how crazy you can get. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't pay mine. <laughs> That's how it really is in social media. The people that be insulting you be the people where it's like, yeah, so you saw that? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, 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 it's so crazy because it's like it goes back to like elementary school when like boys were mean to girls that they liked and vice versa. That's exactly what it goes back to. And it's like, how much do we really change? Like you think about it's just the way that we go about it changes. Absolutely. Some, but we like it's still the same tactics, the same shit. So yeah, you better than me. I could yeah, not be you are getting barbershops. <laughs> not you call yeah, them barbershops. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Can <laughs> imagine you just listening? You just try to understand. Is, is, is it my microphone? Is it my headphone? Oh man! Hey, did she put a light down there? I'm so sorry, no, but no. no, it was well lit. She didn't need a light down there. But uh, were you were you did you follow me during the haze hive days? I don't think so. I don't know because there was a time where I followed you and I unfollowed you because you didn't follow me back. And I was like the time that I started my podcast. Really? Mm-hmm. What? I see and this. I was like trying to talk to you and you got like bougie on me. You didn't say anything. And I was like, what the fuck? I didn't respond to you. That that blows my mind. I can't Wow. I apologize for that. That's crazy. I didn't know that haze. Hayes and Awakened Soul Pod was the same person. Because, <laughs> like, when I clicked on it and I saw you, I was just like, oh, my God, he's so cute. Let me add him. And it was just like nothing. And I said something. It was like nothing. And then CEO Hayes added me. And I was just like, oh, he's nice. And I saw the Awakened Soul Pod. I was like, this is the same motherfucker who ignored me. And I was oh, like, oh, it's okay. That makes sense. So there was a – there's a, it still happens. I'm – oh, I'm – I – I only po I post my clips and my promo on the Awakened Soul, and then I almost don't check the page again. So like that makes sense. Now if it, I, if it was coming from my personal page, that would have really surprised me. But like the Awakened, and I need to get better on that. But like the Awakened Soul page, I, I literally post and go because most people even even when I post on the Awakened Soul, if they respond to something, they tag me from the CEO Hayes page, and I get to respond to it from there. So I'm just bad. I'm bad with the Awakened Soul page. It sucks. I'm really bad with that. Yeah, I need to get better. It I'm sorry. You know I love you, VV. You know this. You don't know me. Come don't on. cap. Come don't on. cap in this bullshit. You oh. don't fucking know me. Don't get say you the, love me like a white girl. Get the hell out of here. Get, you know I support you. you. Get the hell out of here. The way you and Dan give me shit on Twitter. Listen, that day you post that screenshot saying that I can see the texture of your edges in your video, you don't understand. I was in this chair dying laughing i think i was trying to edit a video or something i could not do it for like 20 minutes i kept going back it may to this day if i go back and look at that tweet it still makes me laugh i'm like she got my ass on that one no it's true you definitely have some hd quality i'm sure that once you try to edit this quality on my side it's probably gonna be vhs but that's fine 
<laughs> nah, you good. I just recently I recently learned how to do some enhancements on a uh, regular HD to 4K, but we're not gonna talk about that because the people will hit me up trying to get me to do that for they shit. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Still learning the tricks of the trade. Still learning the tricks of the trade. But uh, damn, I'm sorry. My bad. I never. I I'm sorry if I ever ignored you. You know you my people. You and Dan are two two of the people I like interacting the most with on Twitter. And hear me out has has quickly got up, gotten up there with you guys. I love interacting with you people because y'all are crazy. Y'all and Dan is. <laughs> Oh, that is my guy, but <laughs> he is so all over the place. Like, <laughs> man, he just got me earlier today too with that damn beard glue. People were uh, posting about. I'm like, Dan, you asshole, bro. You an asshole, man. <laughs> Dan is funny. Yeah, Dan's good people, man. He's really good people. Well, VV, I've held, had you for a while. I want to thank you for your time, for your laughs, for that smile. I'm sure you're going to get some DMs after being on this video. I'm sure of it. Screenshot them for me. Um, but before we go, something I've been asking all the creators that, that come on is for any other creators or, or potential creators that are listening to this, give them one tip from you before we go. Um, be confident about your content. Definitely research um, the best ways to um, post it. And just also understand that the things that you're posting might be forever. Mm. So just be mindful of that. Um, be mindful of the NDAs or the confidential agreements within your job. Sometimes they can conflict with that. So do not put yourself in a position where you're posting content and you may lose your job. Mm. That is something that I'm very adamant about. A lot of things that I speak about on um, Not Perfect Just Broke, I'm able to contest it and say that like this had nothing to do with the job. This is just my personality and this is outside of my work. There are people where they may not be able to do that and they may be liable. So just think about the personal life outside of that because you don't want to be that person where as soon as they Google your name, they see that, they see the pictures and the optimization, it's going to mess you up. So always think about long-term when it pertains to your content. Can you actually listen to that content five years or is this you're talking about entanglement like no don't be like that person you know great words from a great woman v uh vv let me make sure i say your full name you my people i really rock with you on a on a on a real level even more after today and seeing your craziness <laughs> i need you to give some people some skincare tips after this too one day because your skin always looks flawless oh you can't captain nah come on now you thank you thank you listen some of the skin we see on the timeline, that's all I'm, I'm going to say, because I know you've seen it. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, if you want to end your show on that note, then you can do that. Oh, uh, V, go ahead and give I them. I thought we were going to end it like a PBS special. Like a PBS? No, nah, fuck all that. That's, no, we ain't going to do that. It's bad enough we got Disney Plus at the beginning. Um, <laughs> go ahead and give them your social media, and then let's get the hell up out of here. So my social media is not perfect, just broke on Instagram, not perfect, just be on Twitter and not perfect, just broke podcast on Facebook. And if you happen to search her profile for any feet pics, I've already searched. I haven't found any yet. So if you find some, please let me know. I ain't going to be posting no feet pics. I'm sorry. You kind of scared me. You seem like you got some high standards. You know, I was about to send you like a feet picture on like the DM because I wanted you to like critique my feet. Like, is my feet fuckable 
or is it like well, why didn't you? Can it can it be changed and stuff? Because I didn't want you to like insult me. Like I feel like you that type of person that's going to look and you may not say nothing, but you may say it on like your podcast and be like, you know, this no. one content creator <laughs> sent me some feet pictures, and I was looking at it and I almost threw up. You ain't gonna get me like that. I would never do you like that. I would never do you like that. Let's go ahead and send them. Um, you guys know where to follow me. <laughs> You can follow me at CEO Hayes. You can follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod or at The Awaken Soul Pod, just depending on where you're looking for us at. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. The Awaken Soul Pod is email.com. We out this bitch. Peace. <laughs> like whatever, ho, we needed was a reason All this money they've been showing, they got reasons through the ceiling All we wanted was a part, all they seeing is believing From the jumpers, from the heart, pardon we with all this breathing All this anticipation, all this keeping this shit even All these hands in the way when all they reaching is beneath them All these plans we done made, all we see is what we keeping All you standing in the way is only leading us to be it Bet whatever on the vision, if they get it then they on it If they don't, but they close enough to see us in the door And let them watch them over there, let them watch and know we had better dreams while we up, better watches for your stairs, color range, rover rhythm, and may we go and get them at the will of what we on, and may we blow the engines, may it be just what we Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.